Welcome to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. This is where we explore the journey from no one to number one. Coach Jake, uh, this is the show where we explore the journey from no one to number one. Hope you guys are good. Had a great weekend. Did you have a good weekend? And we got everybody jumping in, man. This is a good time. Justin Huff, Jason Gibby, Art the Grappler, Alberto Alvarez, Christopher Lucas, Pool Pool Pay, I have no idea to say it, Miles, JKD, Ismas, Nate, Johnny Cologne, Gujitsu, I don't know, Jira Mayathaya, Jira in New York City. Hey, what's up, man? Hit me up in the chat. We are talking all things wrestling, all things business. Let's freaking go. So, Man, what a weekend. Holy crap. So what, what am I going to talk about today? Uh, it's hard to avoid the 800-pounder gorilla, especially in the wrestling and business world. We're going to talk today about how do you turn your family business into a legacy like the WWE. So. We are going to deep dive into how it can be done. If you don't know, UFC, WWE are both under the same umbrella company, Endeavor. If you don't know Endeavor, Endeavor is that company. Did you guys see uh, Entourage? You guys know Entourage? That TV show is like, a fictionalization of uh, Mark Wahlberg's journey into Hollywood is on HBO. Great show. Love the show. Especially because I used to live in LA and I could recognize all the places and the actors and all that. Anyway, Ari, I, I, what was his name? Ari, whatever, in that show, the agent is actually based on a real guy named Ari Emanuel. He is the head of Endeavor. He now is a partner with Vince McMahon, equity partner, owner in Endeavor. It's now, it's this is insane. This is insane. What's up, Jason Jones? Guys, hit me up in the chat. We are going to deep dive how it happened. Because the Fertitta brothers, brothers, again, family business, worked with Dana. Dana ran the business, still does. He's president of the UFC. They grew it up. Through it uh, all through all the nonsense and had a four billion dollar sale to Endeavor. They sold UFC to Endeavor for four billion dollars. McMahon, I'm thinking it had to be eight billion or something. I don't know what it was exactly, but the the beast that is Endeavor is now like a twenty one million dollar company, a billion dollar company. This is huge. This will change everything. Kendo Jedi bought a badge. Thanks, dude. What's up, Greg Nelson? Man, we got the we got the big guys in here. Happy to see you, Greg. Uh, Kendo Jedi, Notorious VIC, uh, Nathaniel Sanders. Oh, yeah, Kendo gave me a CWO as well. So this is massive, dude. Massive. I don't know what to tell you. This is so big, I can't even believe it. So I want to get into how it happened, what the players are. So sit back, buckle up, get ready to learn from the empire that's been dominating the uh, entertainment industry for decades, okay? The WWE, 
or world wrestling entertainment. Okay, this is a global phenomenon. They've reached millions of fans. Straight derivative from Catch as Catch Can Wrestling. Didn't start at the top. It was just this family business with uh, Ben Sr., Vince McMahon, Vince and Kennedy McMahon's dad um, in the 50s. Okay. Built it. It was done as a part, I believe, of the NWA uh, networking system, which is kind of a cartel, how it used to be back in the day. Hustled, built it up, made it into a million dollar company, biggest promotion in New York, right? Madison Square Garden. Uh, he was booking guys like uh, like Andre the Giant, right? So, of course, we all know this story. Vince McMahon comes in and uh, revolutionizes the industry only because he has an understanding of marketing and how um, technology will change the distribution channels, right? So, remember, back then, it, before Vince McMahon took over and did the expansion, wrestling was very much this territory-driven thing where it was only little areas. Yeah, if AWA would have a pocket, NWA would have a pocket. All these different promotions had territories, and nobody really stepped into the other territory. It was like established. Well, Vince came in, saw cable TV, said, hey, I, territories, that's cool, but guess what? I can go into everybody's room regardless of territory, through cable, okay? Ch complete innovation, disruptor, okay? And then he went even further and said, okay, not only am I going to change the distribution channel, we're going to admit that this is 100% entertainment that's presented as sport. We're going to create sport entertainment, okay? So let's talk about some of the strategy of WWE, broad, high, broad, uh, brushstrokes here, okay? WWE's strategy was threefold. Got to create a unique product, diversify the revenue streams, and expand globally. This is the lessons I'm trying to have you understand, right? So, create a unique product. WWE is super unique. You've got to diversify your revenue streams. How many different ways are they getting your money? They got toys in Target. They've got video games on all the different platforms. WWE, 2K, whatever. They've got tickets and events. They've got merch. They've got TV rights. Okay. Diversify the revenue streams. Right? Uh, we got some uh, comments popping in here. Stellar Steven was watching Wade's legal pain video just now. Love the use of old footage and newer footage. Yeah, that's really what we, uh, that was Wade's idea. We, uh, I was repackaging it for him, reproducing that film. And uh, he was like, let's, let's totally read this. So we had a seminar, did some secondary shoots. Anyway, thanks. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Go to uh, scientificwrestling.com. It was the best-selling uh, wrestling instructor of all time. Scientific wrestling is number one. Like, I don't know what to tell you guys. Don't mess with, you don't want number two. Number two is stinky. You want number one, all right? Anyway, so that strategy, again, unique product, diversify revenue streams, 
and expand globally. Expand globally. It's important. Okay. So let's break that down just a little bit, right? First, unique product. Super distinct brand. WrestleMania, you know, athletics, larger than life. Personas, storyline started putting on cartoons in the morning. That was totally, nobody thought to do that. Started making breakfast heroes, started connecting with MTV. Totally unique product, right? So then that was number one. Two, they diversified all the revenue streams. Income comes, like I said, not just from ticket sales, merchandise, TV rights, pay-per-view, right? So now they're able to, you're, the, the number we all hear is that the average millionaire has like seven revenue streams. This is how you have to start thinking. If you want to create a, a family business that is doing like what they did, right? Now, the most important part after those first two is then to expand in WWE, expanded globally. International markets, they said, screw it. So we're going to break down cultural barriers. They started going to Europe. They went to freaking Saudi Arabia and took a lot of heat. Like they've expanded globally. They've, they're in India. I think they're in 180 countries. So do you understand? Like they're reaching billions of people and that they're generating so much money, right? So if we were to do the market cap on WWE, you know, market, like if you take all the outstanding shares at the current market price, add them together, it's like, I can't tell you exact number right off the top of my head, especially now that the stock price is changing because of this, this acquisition, but it's billions. Like I think they were talking like seven or $8 billion and it's publicly traded. This is mind blowing. Okay. They hosted. Okay. They took heat for that Saudi Arabia thing. But they hosted the first women's match in Saudi Arabia. They like totally are changing the culture. Okay. And think of guys like John Cena and The Rock. Those guys would be nothing without WWE and what they learned through that process of coming up. Does that make sense? So. The legacy that be goes beyond John Cena, goes beyond The Rock, okay, goes beyond 180 countries, goes beyond the first women's wrestling match in Saudi Arabia, which is crazy. Okay, it it's truly some of the, like, the legacy is, like, being part of history. Think of, of Mick Foley going off the cage. Think of The Undertaker. Think of Hulk Hogan. These are like cultural impacts, huge, huge. So, so what are these lessons that we can learn, right? Let's bring this back now. These lessons that I'm talking about, how can we apply these lessons learned from the WWE to create your own lasting legacy, your own family? You can see how I'm doing it, modeling these, these successful people is what I've done. That's how I've found success. One of the ways through trial and error and also modeling the successful. So I'm not reinventing the wheel. Fair. So here are the lessons. One, you have to embrace 
your unique selling proposition. Sure, you want to model people to some extent, but at a, at a certain level, you've got to own your own thing. This, I mean, I'm so damn excited. I'm going to talk a little bit about the implications of this merger for scientific wrestling. I will get to that. I will also answer questions. So I'm super stoked all you guys are here, okay? But I want to wrap this, okay? So what are the lessons we can learn if you're really interested in creating your own family business from, from the WWE? How do you create a legacy family business like the WWE did, right? One, get that unique selling proposition, right? Identify what sets your family business apart from competition. Capitalize on you got to develop a brand that resonates with your target audience, keeps them coming back for more. That's the, one of the great things I love about Psychic Wrestling is because we are the only brand in the space right now that dominates both pro wrestling and MMA and grappling, right? That we're the, the Vesica Pisces for that Venn diagram. When you put all the circles together and they overlap, we're the overlap. Okay, so that's one. Embrace your unique selling proposition. I see your questions. I'll get to them when I'm done. Hold on one minute. Diversify your revenue streams. You cannot just have one thing. Man, when lockdowns came, had I only been doing training, live training events, which is what we do, do a lot of, it would have been hammered. But I had streaming instructionals. I had books. I had merch. I had all this other stuff, membership websites. Had all these revenue streams. That's what WWE does. They sell TV rights. Um, so, so people can make money through advertising. They have merchandise. They have live events. They have all this stuff that you can buy into. Okay. So one, embrace your, your unique selling proposition. Two, diversify your revenue streams. Three, you've got to adapt. You've got to innovate. The world will be changing, right? You've got to go along with it. This is like what Vince noticed. The world was changing and he went with it and took wrestling with him through cable TV. When the internet came, they launched one of the first uh, streaming services. Okay. So they were ready and they sold those rights out to like CNBC and all these other guys, right? You've got to stay out of the curve. You've got to embrace technology. You've got to embrace trends. You got to get over yourself. You can't come up with excuses to be lazy. You've got to always stay up on it. You, because that's how you're going to best serve your customers and that's how you're going to be sustainable and become a legacy. Four, okay? Embrace your unique selling proposition, diversify your revenue streams, adapt, innovate. Four, expand your reach, man. Why do you think I have been saying the goal of scientific wrestling, the mission is to improve the lives of every man, woman, and child on planet Earth? through scientific wrestling, you improve their lives through. Because I want to expand. That's billions, that's like 8 billion people. That means my, my market is huge, right? So you've got to think big. You've got to look for opportunities to grow your business beyond what you're doing now. If, for Vince, it was tapping into international markets, okay? It even got to exploring new industries when he started the XFL, which is stupid in my opinion, or slap fight or UFC. I'm not a fan, but those fields do have fans. Not me, but they, they're trying to expand. You've got to think big and you cannot be afraid to take risks. This is, I actually think, 
Shoot Pro Wrestling, Scientific Wrestling's um, uh, platform for the sport of professional wrestling, catch his catch can, scientific wrestling, the sport of scientific wrestling, shoe pro wrestling, that platform. I'm telling you right now, if Billy Corgan, who owns NWA, or Tony Khan, who owns AEW, or the guys in Japan that are in charge of New Japan, they should be knocking on my door to expand, to do, to add shoe pro wrestling to what they do, just like WWE and UFC have added and expanded. It makes sense. Just telling you guys. And then last but not least, you've got to invest in your team. You got to surround yourself. Look at WWE. Surround yourself with super talented people who share your passion and vision. First of all, the roster. They have some of the best athletes on the planet. They have Olympic gold medalists in various fields, NCAA champions. Like That's just on the talent side. Guys that end up becoming some fantastic actors like Dave Batista, not The Rock. Rock's a shitty actor. Uh, Cena's actually decent. That Batista guy is actually like being a serious actor and getting serious roles. Okay. Talented people. But beyond that, like if you go beyond and you look at the production staff, they're hiring fantastic people. You've got to invest in your team, foster a culture of growth, foster a culture of collaboration. And empower all your people so they can reach their full potential. That will help you reach your full potential. Okay? So, okay. Now I'm going to take questions. There you have it. WWE has shown us that the, the, the values from entrepreneurship, the values from the sport of wrestling, not entertainment, have also served WWE well. Grit, hustle, strategy. Right? They were able to turn this family business that would started with, with, with McMahon Sr., then McMahon Jr., and then Vincent, Mc, uh, Vince McMahon then has got even his daughter and son-in-law, Triple H, and his son, Shane McMahon, all of them working on the business. Right? So you can go back, review that. I do want to talk a little bit about what this is, uh, I think it's a vindication of scientific wrestling, this merger. I also think it has massive upside for scientific wrestling. I'm excited to talk about that, but let's go back. I got a couple questions here. Uh, yeah, so we had Stellar Stevens saying he dug wheel illegal pain and how we mixed together the old footage from the original tapes with some new updated footage. Glad you like that. Uh, Samalik, have I ever been to Snake Pit Wigan? Yeah, I have. Uh, a couple of times. So the story is that when um, uh, I was working with Billy, I think it was probably 2011, we, Billy really wanted to go out to the UK and get back to his home uh, of England because, you know, he was getting older and, and whatnot. And uh, we got a bunch of people out on, who is this? Where are you from? I don't see what stream you're on. Yo, happy. Same yo. And some other people on Twitch. Oh, we got a lot of Twitch people jumping on. Hey, happy to see you guys. I have no idea what they're saying. I'm sharing these, these things because they seem like foreign languages or something. Um, Palm Olive is saying hi. What's up, man? Happy to see you. Anyway, hit me up in the chat. Anyway, to about Snake Pit, we, um, Roy was coaching like people from Guam or something. 
trying to do a, a freestyle wrestling. He, was, he wasn't doing anything with catch. And so when we went out to Wigan, we did this big tour, man. We hit tip to tail. We were all the way down to London and then all the way up. Uh, oh, man, what's the name of the city? Uh, way north, almost by Scott. Okay. Alex um, helped us up, uh, booked us some, some spots up there. I was helped by a guy named Andy Crittenden, who's in the Midlands, meaning the middle of uh, UK at Doncaster. That was our home base. And we were touring all around. Okay. And one of the places uh, that reached out was um, the Aspel Gym in Wigan, which has now been rebranded and retrofitted with the, the, all the snake pit um, um, marketing collateral. Anyway, so we went up, and this footage is actually available of when uh, we went to, we not only went to Snake Pit Wigan, uh, Roy Wood, who runs Snake Pit Wigan with his daughter Andrea, another family business. Um, we went over to the house. It was great. We had a good time. I have a lot of this on tape. It's on YouTube. I'll, I'll see if I can't dig it out. Um, anyway, they weren't doing anything, but they saw the success that scientific wrestling was having and the interest that we were raising. I mean, no, it, it was just, there was nobody in England doing Catch as Catch Camp proper, making it available to people. There were people who knew about it and knew what to do, but nobody was actually sharing it. And when we went up there, um, I think Roy and Andrea like, were like, oh, whoa, you guys are making impact. Hey, can we do that? And they did. And so they've really grown and done quite a, uh, a good job um, in particular with their world championship, um, I, I enjoy, like it started out like everything, but at least they started not as awesome, but they refined and got better. And now that I think they have a very incredible event, I think they do fantastic. So anyway, Samalik, to answer your question is yes. I've been there a couple of times. Uh, nature point, Ted, the planet, woo team scientific wrestling. Thank you, dude. Uh, stellar Steven. Cool. I was curious if you saw the Wigan snake pit too. Yeah. Yeah, it's small. It's small, and uh, North England is very um, a kind of drab a little bit. You know, it's a mining town. It's an industrial. Um, but, you know, historically speaking, it was cool. Um, you know, like, you or the Civil War reenactment, you can go and go to Gettysburg or whatever, you know, check all that stuff out, or, or, or the, the Revolutionary War or whatever. Yeah, it's cool. And great people. Um, really nice people. So let's see here. Oh, Chris Spalding. What's up, brother? One of my buddies. Yeah, it's amazing the acquisition of UFC. Wondering if this could be crossover paper events between wrestling and fighting down the road. Okay, this is where they need to contact me. Now listen, UFC, WWE, all you guys know who we are. All you guys. Same with Tony Khan, same with Billy Corgan. You guys, we've been around for 20 years. Probably in the case of everybody except outside of UFC and WWE, we've been around longer than AEW or some of these other guys, right? So um, we are experts in this. This is what scientific wrestling does. We are literally one foot in MMA, one foot in um, professional wrestling. Uh, our whole premise is that we should be doing competitive grappling under professional wrestling rules again. This is why we're half an hour. Chris Spaulding says, uh, uh, yes, exclamation point. 
And can we do mainstream shoots? Let's go. And that's really what I've been trying to say. Shoot Pro Wrestling. You guys go shootprowrestling.com. Go to YouTube. We have all the fights up there. We've done three shows, tag teams, triple shoots, which are like triple threat matches in WWE, um, and singles matches, all competitively. Uh, we've even done, I think we've done some mixed gender matches. Like, dude, we are pushing. We are, you talk about innovation, cutting edge, stay true to your unique thing. That is us, dude. We are real professional wrestling. We are MMA under pro wrestling rules. I don't know how else to make this clear. We own that space. We came up with the space. We created it. We fostered it. We pushed it. We promoted it. I mean, dude, our name and brand is everywhere. We were the first to market. We were the second to market. And we were the third to market. We own it. Um, now, granted, we do not have the resources they do, but we have the expertise, the understanding, and the, and the know-how. I am very excited. This is absolutely just a, an amazing opportunity, uh, in my opinion. It, it, this is an amazing opportunity, right? So, you know, I want to touch, I'll go into this a little bit more and I'll take questions. Super excited. I hope that that little presentation on how to create a legacy family business and bringing in WWE, I hope that was relevant for you, right? Because now with Endeavor, the parent company UFC acquired WWE, they have the biggest pro wrestling and the biggest MMA organizations and they are converging. This has been the premise of scientific wrestling since 2003. And in fact, I had the idea prior. So like almost a half, a, like a quarter of a century. Okay. So I really am so proud. I look at scientific wrestling like one of my children. It is a gem in this industry. And we are really on the precipice to make even a bigger impact. So I talked about diversifying the revenue streams and how important that was. You know how we started out? I started out selling one book. It was called The Authoritative Encyclopedia of Scientific Wrestling. Hey guys, it's Coach Jake with the number one podcast. And, you know, at number one coaching, we know that small business owners struggle to scale and increase their revenues. So we're here to help you. We believe that every single entrepreneur deserves the chance to win beyond their wildest dreams so that they can have peace of mind and abundance. We do that by increasing your revenue, teaching your sales strategies to increase your revenue, demolishing employee disengagement. And we do that really by transforming your sales managers into coaches that are concerned with putting points on the board, but those points are revenue. I want to help you. I'm here to help you. You don't have to go through your business life complacent, just accepting, reacting. Let's take charge. Let's win. You can head over to numberonecoaching.com, schedule an appointment. It's free. We can do a strategy session, 15 minutes for free. Numberonecoaching.com. Thanks. And what it was is I went and I found all the old toes. And just like we did with Legal Pain, took the old material, added new material, put it together, and put it out. 
that it was a lot of work. I'm going to be honest because I did everything myself and I've done a lot of it myself. And that's been the bottleneck. And we'll talk about that because that was one of the lessons was that you need to get a team. Okay. Started with one product, one revenue stream. Then I built out about five or six more books. Well, it's more than that. Okay. We did four more volumes of the authoritative encyclopedia of scientific wrestling. Did a couple actually on bare knuckle boxing before. Any of these people were doing bare knuckle boxing too. I mean, I'm going to be honest, like we're ahead of the curve on a lot of this stuff. You can go to fightinglibrary.com. It's over 10,000 pages of material that I put together on classical Western martial arts, namely catch the catch can and bare knuckle boxing. That's how we started. We built one revenue stream into a bunch of little mini revenue streams. Now, selling a book ain't going to get you anywhere, especially... If you're not in a big um, uh, publishing company that has the channels and the distribution. I didn't. I was just a guy. But I said, okay, this is going pretty good. I'm going to expand. I'm going to expand into video. And the first video that I expanded was Submission Master by Yoshiaki Fujiwara. So I was able to make that deal happen. I was great because Carl Gotch was, was uh, mentoring me. And so when I got a hold of Fujiwara, that made the relationship very, very solid because I basically had an endorsement from Carl Gotch to Fujiwara, which is like, holy crap. I get the rights to this footage. I make some money. I'm like, hey, there is now not only are people buying the books, now they're buying the instructionals. And this is a legendary instructional, by the way. If you don't have this, Dude, it came out a couple of years before UFC. And this thing is so great on submissions. It's really hard to beat it. This is the Carl Gotch style of submission as passed to Fujiwara. And, and again, the reason I went to Fujiwara is because I asked Carl. I wanted to learn. I'm like, Carl, how can I learn from you? He's like, I don't teach. I'm too crippled up. The only person I endorse as a student of mine, he was my best student, the only guy I endorse in teaching. So if you see anybody else, there's people out there using Carl's name, which he hated, by the way. He hated that. That's the first way you can tell somebody's full of shit if they're using his name. He did not give anybody the right to use his name. If they're using his name to sell something and he's dead, I guarantee you he would possible come out of the grave and freaking neck crank him. Okay. That said, the only person he ever told me that had his blessing was Fujiwara. Only person, okay? And the only athlete he ever said was any good was Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> it was his best student. He, he liked Osama Kido, Kido and a couple other guys, but it was really only Suzuki and Fujiwara. Anyway, um, and Fujiwara as teacher. Now, like, I know he never endorsed Suzuki as a teacher. I mean, I don't know. So I'm just being what I was told. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, I'm kind of getting off track. I really want to... Stay back to this, but you got to check out uh, Submission Master. Submission Master was my first instructional. That worked out good. Then I was like, I had my own personal wanting knowledge about cradles back in 2003. So all you guys act like you own it. You have to get in line. <laughs> it's documented, bitch. So anyway, um, 
2003, I reached out to Wade Schaus. He's been with Scientific Wrestling since that time. Uh, exclusive, the greatest folk style wrestler in the history of the world. Um, America's greatest pinner uh, with Scientific Wrestling. And so we redid Legal Pain, which was the greatest. So uh, you could see what happened. Now, guess what happened? When I got the instructions for Submission Master, I was like, okay, I've already got books. That's one cash flow. Now, two, I'm going to add instructionals to it. Now, three, I'm going to add events. And I started hosting events with Fujiwara. Make sense? So now there's events and Fujiwara's like rolling in here. Then I started doing events. I think actually Fujiwara was my second. I actually started doing, I did an event with Mark Schultz and Wade Shouse prior to that. And then started bringing in Dick Cardinal. And then Fujiwara. Then Billy Robinson, right? So now we built it all out. Now, now I'm doing training events. Now I'm doing uh, instructional DVDs. I've got a membership website, SideToWrestling.com, and then I've got books. Okay, now I've got like five, four different revenue streams. Then I add on the King of Catch Wrestling. I've got five revenue streams. Then I've added on Shoe Pro Wrestling. That's six, and then seven I added on the affiliate program. If you want to actually become my partner and affiliate and be a scientific wrestling affiliate by Jim, like we have in Canada, Windsor, Ontario, Canada, like we have in Denver, like we have in Sterling, Colorado, like we have in Phoenix, like we have in Prescott, like we have in San Diego, like we have, well, in Sacramento until he moves, like we have in Louisiana, like we have in Orlando, like we have in Oklahoma. Gosh, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. Do you see? So you got to start setting up those multiple revenue streams. Right now, what I love about what we've done and positioned ourselves is that, like I said, catch as catch can is the great granddaddy of both pro wrestling, of folk style wrestling, of Olympic wrestling, and of MMA. Listen, the facts are the facts. Shuto, which came from Sayama Tiger Mask, who was a influenced and pushed by Carl Gotch was the first legitimate MMA organization, Shuto, Shoot Pro Wrestling, right? Shuto is the depth. You get where I'm going here. So we've been able to integrate all of this stuff that everybody's been disintegrating. We are in a fantastic place that nobody else is. And because of that, we have literally attracted the best talent on the freaking planet, dude. Wade Chalice, Guinness record holder, most wins, pins at all of wrestling, most wins over international champions, most wins over national champions. Five sport All-American, All-American in, in folk style, freestyle, Greco-Roman, Judo, and Sambo. Hello? Exclusive. Billy Robinson, greatest catch-as-catch-can coach and trainer in the modern age. Carl Gotch. Carl Gotch, the, like, the guy who started Shuto, influenced Pancras, uh, was cornering Inoki uh, in the Ali Inoki fight. Like the seminal dude in MMA. Responsible for getting uh, New Japan going too as, a, as part, you know. These are the people. I just have to pitch myself sometimes. And then the athletes we've had. 
So WWE, we had, who was just in WrestleMania, Shayna Baszler, uh, Joaquin Wilde, uh, who is who's now part of Latino World Order or whatever that is. Tons of WWE guys. Uh, AEW guys, Daniel Bryan, who was WWE at the time. Like big name guys. Pride people. Uh, UFC people. Dude, we're so blessed. So blessed. Um, yeah, anyway. So, guys, instead of bringing everybody in, man, I, I appreciate you guys wanting to join the live stream. Just throw out the questions in the chat. It's going to be way easier, way faster, because I'm not going to hang out too much longer. If you guys have questions or concerns or anything you want me to bring up, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, a couple things. Dude, we've got the Denver camp coming up. Do not miss out. This will be at our Scientific Wrestling Affiliate Fight Gym V10, uh, home of Vicious Vern Earwood. Coach uh, Vern's going to be there. I'm going to be there. Gil Olivas is going to be there. Uh, assistant coach Scott Sutton's going to be there. Still working on some surprise guests. We'll see what I can pull out. Um, Charlotte is going to be amazing, dude. Like Billy Scott. I mean, some of you guys might not know these people, man. You got to just show up. 20 years I've been banging on this stuff, bringing the best to you. And guys, you probably, there's so many people never would have heard of Billy Robinson if it wasn't for scientific wrestling, period. I mean, so many people had never heard of Wade Chalice without it. And then we got endorsements from guys like Frank Shamrock. What? What? The guy, the, the legend, dude. So, um, Mark Jones heard that wrestling used to have all the catches catch can, uh, but holds were taken out. Yeah, man. It's like, um, yeah, yeah. There's great books. Mark Jones, Billy Robinson was the man. Thanks dude. Yeah. He was the man. Miss him every day. Uh, guys, if you pick up physical chess though, the book, it's a great book, man. Also set straight all this nonsense. That uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson keeps putting out there about, I don't know why he does that, dude, but it's factual. He's like, yeah, my dad or my, yeah, his, um, his grandfather or whatever got in a fight with Billy. And that, that did happen, but it didn't go down how. And I don't blame The Rock. His mom, who if you know anything about his mom or his, um, not his mom, his grandma, was not the most reliable source of information. She was. Uh, <laughs> You can go Google her, um, the Rock's grandmother. But um, I'm sure she was fine, but just not reliable source info. And boy, the Rock has just repeated whatever she told him, unfortunately. The facts are completely opposite. They said that, that Peter Maeva gouged out Billy's eye. It's like nonsense. You know what he did? He bit him in the freaking cheek. Lame, dude. Who fights like that, dude? Um, anyway. Uh, Billy suplexed him through a window and got an apology out of him. So it didn't quite go. You know, you, you, Billy's eye was injured when he was 14 years old. So, you know, like he's he's not here to defend himself, but I am. And, you know, The Rock tried to pull this shit on Arsenio. Where he was on there early, early in his career and tried to perpetrate this. And I saw it. And so we actually, fortunately, before Billy passed, I had this put Billy address this directly in physical chess. He talks about it. So, you know, it's, it is what it is. But, you know, on the TV show, The Young Rock, and then on um, this territory show he has on Vice or whatever, he's telling these like 
completely, I won't call them like slanderous, but dude, like totally not good, like inaccurate things to put over his family for no reason. It's just not even necessary. Uh, I'm sure he's a plenty of tough guy without having to, to lie about um, his grandfather getting in a fight with Billy Robinson. I mean, we got the facts on our side. I got photos. I can, I got testimony from other people. Like, yeah, it is what it is. Anyway, um, you guys need to get to a camp. We're going to, we have three more for the season. We're going to have one in Denver. That's the next one. And that's going to be me, Gil, all of us and uh, Scott Sutton. And then you, we've got um, Charlotte, which is going to be me and uh, Billy Scott. Then, and you guys better sign up for this, man. Don't know what to tell you. The deal, you're not going to get a better deal than this. Two days of training in the Mojave Desert at the Pinion Hills Labyrinth Martial Arts Retreat. Okay. Great place. It's a wonderful place to train. Josh Barnett and Wade Chalice, both on the same event. One low ticket price. I don't know what to tell you, man. I'm raising my prices because I look at what people are buying and we are so undervalued. And that's my fault. I should not be doing that. I am raising prices. You guys don't jump on this. Don't complain. This is the lowest the price is ever going to get. You, you go sign up for somebody else's seminar and you put it against ours. Okay. It doesn't even compare. Doesn't compare. Doesn't compare. Um, Mark Jones, how come there are not a lot of catch gyms out there? Uh, we're trying, man. Uh, you know, there's a couple reasons. One, um, catch is a lot harder. So, you know, I think it's not as easily geared toward retail martial arts. It can be. Um, and that's what the affiliate program aims to do. But it's, you know, putting people in pajamas and having them start on their knees is a lot easier. And then only allowing a certain set of submissions that all have to be set up from the missionary position or the guard. Um, it is what it is. You know what I mean? It is what it is. Um, it's easier. That said, I think that there is a market for people who are tired of the soft ways and want to challenge themselves. And that's where we present a real alternative and been working hard to do that. In our first year alone, we've already got 12 affiliate gyms, uh, international, uh, and we're expanding. So hope that helps you. Um, Stellar Steven, th thoughts on Josh Burnett's blood sport? Awesome. Again, not shoot pro wrestling, but shoot style uh, wrestling like the UWFI. Great product. I love what Josh is doing. Um, and you know, you know, one of the things that is always sketchy about somebody wrestling on their own show is that they always put themselves over. To have Josh put over Tim Thatcher, who's a great guy, a good wrestler, a tough guy, speaks volumes of Josh. Josh is a great guy. Plus, I also love the fact that he gave a Lifetime Achievement Award to uh, Eric Paulson, who's another just amazing human being, great uh, source of knowledge, uh, wonderful coach. So I, I thought it was great. Stellar Steven says, you think Fight Pass would be a good streaming service for Shoe Pro Wrestling? Yeah, potentially. Potentially. Um, you know, what I want to do, my, my vision for Shoe Pro is maybe a little different. 
I want to take a page out of the WWE. I'd like to be able to figure out, and I can use help. If somebody can help me with this, I'll, I'll figure out some compensation for it. But I need somebody to help me get sponsors because I want to provide it for free. But if I provide it for free, meaning free streaming, I would the live events would still have uh, tickets. Like the gate, you'd still have to pay, but not expensive. But if I have good, good sponsors who believe in what we're doing and understand what we're doing, because I if, if we get that, then I can broadcast. And I'd like to have a serious committed sponsor so that we can do a show a month. That's the first immediate goal. I'm working on that. If you know people, either who uh, have companies that would want to sponsor this and be an evergreen marketing material, just like the first people sparked the UFC, that footage is still out there working for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So um, it's evergreen is what that is, evergreen marketing. If you know people who are willing to support Super Wrestling with sponsorships and financials, that would be fantastic. I'm not really looking for equity partners. I don't believe in them um, or investors per se, unless it's a, like a really good deal. Like I know what I'm doing and, and I have to maintain complete creative, uh, just like uh, Vince McMahon. So um, Mark Jones, Eric is awesome. Saw him in WCC. Yeah, yeah, Eric's a great guy. Great guy. Super duper human. Like, you know, like a good person. Like, and it's important because there's some fucking, there's some trash out there. Man. Yeah. So Eric is great. So is Josh. Josh is just another fantastic uh, human. Uh, Chris Spaulding out on Facebook, the Power Gracie BJJ marketing team. Oh my gosh. Speaking of, huh? what do you guys take about that? Well, you know, because we're talking about business. The 40, was it 43 or $46 million settlement for that guy who five years ago got injured, uh, a cervical injury, and was paralyzed partially. I think he's now, if I understand, he's like a motivational speaker. He climbs mountains. He's not paralyzed completely. I think he got most of it back. Anyway, he was awarded 43 or $46 million in the settlement. I'm curious about your guys' take on that. I want to tell you a little bit about my take. I, I think the whole situation is tragic. I think it's tragic for the guy who got hurt. I don't think that the narrative that's being used by the, by the prosecution or by the media is totally accurate. I it seldom is. Um, from my understanding, uh, Chris Spaulding says, is this what Henner has been? Yeah, dude. Like, so from my understanding, this guy was not a noob. This guy was cheap. And, and, uh, and, and it's a tragedy what happened to him. I'm very sorry that he went through this, but you know, you'd still be sorry if the guy had called cheap. From my understanding, he would, he was a white belt only, not because of his talent, but because he would go to like free, um, free trial weeks at various jujitsu gyms to get his training. I don't know if that's true or not. That's what I've heard. And so he went to this place. And so he was wrestling this guy who was a pretty good guy, like a first or second degree black belt. And the guy turtled up. The guy went on his back, did this Leo Vieiro uh, roll thing. And the guy moved. It looked like he was trying to do a Granby or something. His head was in the wrong way and like snapped his neck. Free Dude, I saw the footage. 
it looks like a freak accident. The prosecution said that the guy intentionally spiked him and all that. Like, it's all bullshit. That's bullshit. Now, this poor guy, he's injured, got injured at somebody's place. Like, you know, it's awful. Uh, Nature Boy 10th Planet, freak accidents happen. Pick your training partners wisely. Yeah, dude, like, to me, I it's awful all around because one, this guy got hurt. That's not ever good. It's never, ever good. Like some of the regrets I've had in my life is from hurting people. And then, you know what I mean? Not necessarily in the mat, even like personally or whatever. Like I regret those things. And I'm sure, so not only is that jujitsu guy hurt, but like that instructor dude, he's not, I don't imagine this guy's a criminal. It was in a consensual role and it was a freak accident. And this guy now is going to have this stigma for the rest of his life Insurance companies probably won't cover him now after a $43 billion settlement. Um, you know, his livelihood's probably been taken away. Um, and then, you know, the industry as a whole, like we don't need a bunch of litigious assholes. You know, I'll tell you something. My first, when I look at somebody who is wanting to partner with me in a business endeavor, I look and see if there's lawsuit happy or not. I will get a private investigator depending on the size of the deal. And I will dig into their background and I will make sure because people like that are scam artists a lot of times. Like they just are looking for an excuse. So um, I'm just really concerned about the chill. Now, that said, I do think there are some easy solutions. My friend, Chris Martin, uh, I've been on his podcast a number of times. He's the guy who got me into the carotid dissection study. They were uh, Dr. Samuel Stepflug. I think that's how you say his name. Um, is it University of? Wisconsin or was it Minnesota? I can't remember which university. Uh, journal of Emerging, Emergency Medicine, big academic journal, did a, a, a study on grappling-induced uh, strokes and carotid dissections. And I was included in the study and it was because of this guy, Chris Martin, who also had the same injury, a carotid dissection, which led to a stroke. So um, Chris, though, has taken, uh, you know, lemons and turned into lemonade. He started grapplinginsurance.com, jujitsuinsurance.com, and even pro wrestling insurance. And it's genius how simple and brilliant this is. He found an, a need in the market. It's basically accidental death and dismemberment insurance. So this is where the solution comes in. If you run a gym, I highly recommend that you insist that you make it a mandatory thing. First, everybody has to sign a solid waiver. Don't be just getting crap off the internet. Have a real attorney look at it. That's where you can talk to me. Get prepaid legal for your business, like legal insurance. You can get it for like 50 bucks a month. You would rather that than pay out 43 billion or 43 million or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what insurance is for. You get the legal insurance, so you have a good waiver and you have an attorney on retainer up to help you with this stuff. But the thing Chris Martin did is that you um, make, all, and I would suggest people do this. If you have a gym, make all your people get this ac accidental death and dismemberment insurance or provide it as a service. Sure, you just raise your price 10 bucks. That's how much it is, like $10 a month. But if somebody breaks an arm or a leg or an ankle, gets a tooth knocked out, this stuff kicks in and pays for it. And a lot of these young dudes, because maybe they are cheap, don't have health insurance. Okay? And maybe it's not cheap. Maybe they just don't have any skills, can't make money to 
get health insurance. Um, this is so cheap and you can include it in the price of membership. So that I would really recommend that. Okay. Uh, what's Chris uh, Spalding say out there on Facebook way back in the day, the only insurance that was available for gyms was through Lloyd's of London. It was very expensive. Um, yeah. Yeah. Now you can change it. Go to grapplinginsurance.com. That's my friend. I don't make any money from it. It's my friend, Chris Martins. I think it's a brilliant solution uh, to this stuff. Great idea. Include a membership. Yeah. I would highly recommend you guys uh, do that. I really would. <laughs> the other thing is then I would highly recommend that you get Legal Shield, which is like a legal insurance. Basically, it's like having an attorney on retainer for super cheap. This is a, co a company I've had for 20 years. I love, love, love Legal Shield, prepaid legal. The company itself is over 50 years old. Fantastic service. Um, all right, guys. Boy, this this podcast went long. <laughs> I tried to keep them to 20 minutes. My presentation at the beginning was 20, 20 minutes. Um, uh, if I can help you guys, let me know. You can go watch these. You know, Obviously, I have them up on the YouTube channel. They're archived here on um, Instagram. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. I'm trying to be everywhere. So hopefully, hopefully I'm, we're making an impact and helping people. Uh, DM me if I could be of assistance. Show up at coachingcash.com. Partner with us. The future is bright for scientific wrestling. Go to scientificwrestler.com. Stellar Steven, thoughts on the octopus stretch? Can you use it in catch? Um, I show it in... Um, I show a variation that can be used in my Nelson's DVD, right? Uh, that's, that's how you can use it. You can't do it as, as the pro wrestling thing. So you might get a sucker, but it's just like doing the, uh, the front face lock or grovet by putting the hand on the trap instead of grabbing the tricep. That's the show hold. Most people, a lot of people aren't clued in enough or haven't put it into practice, like in training or in competition enough to know the difference. Uh, so you can get a new, but use the one that I show on my BJJ fanatics, Nelson's, uh, Nelson family instructional. It's there that and the mousetrap, they're a little more difficult and they won't work with every body type. You know, people with, that are like me and long and lanky, you can pull it off. Uh, if you happen to be stockier or shorter or a bigger guy, some of these moves can be harder. Or if you're doing, if you're a big guy against a big guy, <laughs> sometimes it takes a lot of, uh, being lanky to get in there. So. I hope that helps. Thanks for the number one. Costa says, got into it late, bro. Hi, Jake. Good seeing you. Yeah, Costa, happy to see you, brother. Um, okay, guys, hit me up. If I can help you, show up. Show up. Just stop. I, I, nobody cares about your excuses. Least of all you. Least of all you. Just show up at the events, man. Buy a ticket, take the ride, as Hunter S. Thompson says. <laughs> You're going to have a great time, I promise. We'll take good care of you. Appreciate you guys, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to the number one podcast. I am your host, Coach Jake. And as ever, please, if you enjoyed this episode, share it, pass it along, hit like, all that, smash the like button, whatever. Please help us get the word out. My mission is to help as many people as possible. Head over also to numberonecoaching.com. We are here to help you with your small business help it succeed, help it grow, and help you thrive and become number one.